Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one... The only Pucko Podcast! It's Pucko! Pucko! It's Pucko! Pucko! Pokemon Underground Champions League, oh yeah! Pucko! Grab your friends, it's that time again! And welcome to the 329th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my spectacular co-hosts, Gator, and the Flossiest Wimsigood. And as always, we're here to bring you the Puckle Podcast, the a, a, which stands for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name that, uh, let me look it up here, Robert Croak, the man who adapted silly bands to American culture, came up with in 2005. Uh, of course, Puckle is your one-stop shop for all things Pokemon in terms of Pokemon podcasting, we do everything from the video game to the trading card game to, uh, to oh my gosh, I, I'm running out of like spinoff. The stickers that you find in knockoff flea markets. That's it. Yeah, and we talk about all of those things. And uh, so welcome back to the show if you're old and welcome if you're new. Uh, we have a great show planned for you guys today. We're going to hang out, talk some news, talk some uh, talk some Pokemon we hate, do some Poke quizzing, and we're going to wrap that up with the Poke of the episode and some mailbags. So... But before we get to any of that, uh, Gator, it's been a while since you were on the show. How you been, man? Well, I, I don't think so. If you if you look, the last yeah, time yeah. I was on was with Fluff, and you know <laughs> she's here too. I don't think we've left. I think we've just been in the same room for uh, <laughs> something like uh, ninety episodes. It's just like when you're looking for your friend at like the park, you know. You're just like, well, I'm raising my hand. I'm the guy that's raising his hand. Well, thirty guys are raising their <laughs> hand. Uh, <laughs> it's everybody. So let's see, what have I been up to in Pokemon lately? Well, did you guys know a new game came out since I was on the episodes? Uh, <laughs> uh, that that Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, oh that's gosh, real that's real fancy. True. Did you beat that? I am on the first island because I decided that for I was going to do something brand new and do a, my very first Pokemon Nuzlocke with a new game oh, and no. all of my stuff died. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. I tried Nuzlocking Ultra Sun blind, and I cried so much. So um, that it that experience of trying to Nuzlocke the game has kind of turned me off to it for six months, seven months. So 
to be fair, I wouldn't blame you at all. Just because that those games weren't spectacular, in my honest opinion. And I think we, we've well, talked like, about it. It was this a before. struggle to finish Sun and Moon. Like I was just not happy. I still haven't even got all the Ultra Beasts in Sun and Moon. Like I just wasn't feeling it. I I was enjoying it all the way up through. You know when you got to meet the Team Skull stuff and everything, and mm-hmm. like that was cool. But then I got to the end of the game, and just like the post game content was a drag. Really, what have I been doing in Pokemon? The post game's definitely better now, but it. Ugh, I'll get to it. Like, <laughs> like I just bought uh, Breath of the Wild for my Switch, and like Mario versus Rabbids for my Switch. So that's been kind of like my video game time. But I have been doing a ton of Pokemon stuff. You should totally be doing those instead. Those are definitely better games. <laughs> well, like I've been playing a lot of Pokemon Go. I just hit a uh, thirty-six recently Ooh. level. So I've been uh, grinding that out, catching stuff. It's if you guys are playing Go still, um, hit me up because there's three of us. <laughs> of course, been doing a lot of the TCG. So if you guys uh, are like, who is this guy? But if you're like, oh, who isn't this guy? It's because you've been listening to our TCG cast. Mm-hmm. That's what I've been up to uh, lately. Oh, man. What about you, Whimsicott? What have you been up to? How's life? The universe? Everything. <laughs> life has been job changes. Mm, that's true. Both. Well, if you like, work like eight jobs, which I did, which one did you change? Like, no, exactly. <laughs> I work, I work two, and now I'm transitioning to working one. Woo! But the one I'm transitioning to is changing a lot of stuff, and it's a ton of work to keep up with it. And everyone on my team is like going nuts. <laughs> We're kind of stretched a little thin right now, but I'm glad I'm changing jobs. All in all. That's good. Yeah. Uh, as far as Pokemon goes, well, I, I've actually done quite a lot of Pokemon stuff since I was last on. I did the Pokemon Go community day, and I went from zero Dragonite to three regular Dragonites and one shiny <sighs> Dragonite. So How fun was that, though? That was such a good day. Like mm-hmm. It was awesome. It was awesome. I caught 11 shinies that day and a level 100. Like, cool. I was over the moon it was so much fun i think i think you are the most successful person i've seen oh my god that Mm -hmm. community today you know what's frustrating i was riding around in the car with four people and one person got 12 like he just had to pass me by one shiny it was and it was like two (laughs) minutes left in the day it was i was i was livid Ah. (laughs) (laughs) well speaking of being competitive um i guess i made a mark for girl power in the swiss round of the ugtc Mm -hmm. yeah we just wrapped that up didn't we exactly and i think you're about to knock me out of the playoff phase it's gonna be who throws the match hardest okay <laughs> Probably. I won the Swiss face yeah. and I'm very proud of that just because I was the only girl praying. Oh, that's true. And then uh well I started on Aslock of Ultra Moon. The people on Discord already know this. And did you know that Zorua gets pursued at level eight? Zorua? Hmm. Yeah, my wingle oh. found out the hard way. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Interesting. I didn't know that, actually. I actually did not know that. I want to level up moves in general. I'm really bad at that. And last but not least, I am freaking out over the PDL draft. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I am 21st, and that's just a very awkward drafting position. You're 21st? 
Yes. Oh, man. Are we doing a snake draft? Yeah, it's a yes. snake draft. Okay, then you're fine. Yeah, you're not doing terrible. You just get like a la- late first pick. That's all. If I, if I had to be late, I'd rather have been 24th, you know? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I was, uh, I think I was fifth last season and it wasn't terrible. I'd probably get my first choice in terms of like whatever I want to do first. That, that's the only difference between you and I. I think you get you get a better job of getting something and then be able to support that. You get you get to do a better job at that. Uh, I mean, honestly, there are quite a few Pokemon in the S tier that I had my eye on, and then I, when I found out that I was going to be twenty first, I just I completely overrode my that part of my plan because <laughs> there's no way those Pokemon get to the twenty first pick. So because this show comes out after the draft, I'll actually, because I've been talking back and forth with Shemu, because that's what he did for me, so I did the same thing for him this season. And uh, we've been talking back and forth about draft strategy, and I personally think that going for a tier one, round one, is a much better play, in my in my opinion. I agree if you're at the bottom of the list. I Even at the top of the list, I think I, that's, I think it's a good play, because getting getting your choice of tier one, I think it's easier to build a team around a tier one mon. Then it's easier to build around an S tier. An S tier, in my mind, is kind of an afterthought. Uh, I don't think any of the S one tier Pokemon are worth getting. Um, for the we call this draft league, right? We already said this for the draft league, and yes, um, I just want to make I that mean, clear. If somebody's listening and they're just like, "What is all this nonsense?" You can look all, all this up on our on our Discord server. Um, at shameless plug, but uh, I I think S one gives you such a huge hit to like your team building capabilities that it's not even worth doing. Um, I know some people have and some people will. Um, I think the one thing that we, we bumped a few things up so that a couple of cheese strategies can't be used uh, very effectively without it becoming <laughs> like your thing. Um, I think notable ones are Tapu Koko Halucha. That can't happen unless you try to make that ha- like that's your thing. If you try to make that happen, like you're doing that. Yeah, the rest of your team um, is going to suck. Uh, the same thing with uh, Swampert and Pelipper. Yeah, I noticed. I noticed. And but, but still, there are a couple of Pokemon just just because of of how much I love using them or how much I like the idea of them in Draft League. Honestly, if I had been first in the draft, I, I might have gone for them anyway. Mm. Well, now that eight people know what we're talking about. Um... Yeah, 24, <laughs> 24, okay. Uh, <laughs> I think it's like 24 po- people know what's going on with Draft League. You, we, uh, we try to make it incredibly public so like you can view everything on it if you're interested in watching some battles go down. I think it, my intention is this year, this year, if not to comment on all of the videos, but to at least post all of the videos onto YouTube so everybody can watch them. Uh, mm. that, that's the goal for this season, just so you can watch them. Maybe a couple of them will have commentary, but not all of them. Uh, because one thing we messed up with last season is we didn't put up the battle videos on YouTube. And it turns out that we didn't know this until week eight last season, but your 3DS can only hold 10 battle videos at a time. Uh, or you can only have 10 of them uploaded at a time. And... An update to the game can come at any time. Exactly, and just erase all of them. So we're going to make a better effort to make sure that all of these are online, that people can watch them. Just because pe- there are people who like watching. We actually have a... Uh, we have. If you want to get involved in Draft League and you aren't playing in it, we actually have like a fantasy league, quote-unquote, going on right now, where you can bet on matches, essentially, and then whoever gets the most correct posi- uh, predictions at the end of the season ends up winning. So that that's something to look into if you want to do that. I don't think I'm going to, but it's it's there if you want it to be. For what I've been doing, I've been uh, I've been writing my thesis. <laughs> I spend most of my days. I go into work at like 7:30, and then I come home at 7:30. Uh, the good news is, like, I'm in the home stretch. I've got like a week left, and I'm done. 
What was your thesis again? Why uh, uh, Pokemon Coliseum remake would be an instant console seller? Is that what it was? <laughs> I Pokemon wish. Stadium. I would X. be done with that thesis by now. If that were the case. Awesome. <laughs> I wouldn't have slept for five days while I wrote that thesis. I wish that were the case. Um, but yeah, we're. I'm tidying that up. Um, I, I'm scheduling my defense finally, so that's going to be exciting. But in Pokemon, what I've been doing is I've been playing a lot of PTCGO. Because uh, <laughs> oh, I've written this paragraph. I I can play a match of PTCGO. <laughs> been playing some fun metal decks and stuff like that. They broke PTCGO. There's no reason to play anymore. Why? How's it broken? Because when they went and removed Legacy, like mm. that was the saddest thing in my heart. Because I was saving up cards and buying stuff to play Legacy. Not to mention, like it's I feel. With the new tournament system, mm-hmm. like awarding random packs is just not conducive to helping people be able to trade for stuff to build their decks that they need. Because mm-hmm. let's be honest, nobody wants Fates Collide packs. Nobody like, wants Fates here. Collide. Uh, unless, you, unless for some reason you still need ends, um, which I don't think you should. You only need four online because they go in all your decks. Exactly. Like, I, I think they're doing a thing now where... Um, what is it? They're, they're going to try to bring back older sets or something like that, they said? No, I, they're bringing in all of the um, theme decks and everything, mm-hmm. and they're going to have the packs for purchasing, but like it doesn't matter if they have the packs for purchasing and the theme decks for things like Legacy, because you can't go and play Legacy anymore. That's fair. That's fair. Like, <laughs> I don't know why they People were complaining because they couldn't get the stuff for it, and then now they can't. Like, <laughs> come now on, just Pokemon Company. They, Pokemon has been like messing up left and right here lately like there's a big oh, problem yeah. with like the travel stipends and stuff mm-hmm. um coming off of like australia there's something wrong with like the leaderboards on the tcg side where like four or five people are being affected like where they were promised money but the standings and rankings are wrong oh, and man. just like it's it's getting there's a lot there's a lot of protests going on amongst like some of the players on that side of things so I believe that. Pokemon's getting a little a little too big for their britches right now. They need a little <laughs> bit of humbling. All right. Saying. Yeah, that's where we'll, that's where we'll end it for for this. Uh, we got some news to talk about, so we'll just kick it on over to the news. So let's cue that epic music. <laughs> Radio Tower. This just in. And on to the news. In the news, we have a few things. First of all, Detective Pikachu got a new trailer, I think, as well as discussed in the N- Nintendo Direct that happened earlier this week. So if you want Detective Pikachu, I think that comes out on March 23rd. If you want to play some Ace Attorney but Pokemon, this is the game for you. Uh, you also get, like, the super tall, like, amiibo figure. That's coming out, too. Yeah, do yourself a favor. Watch the uh, trailer. Even if you're not going to play oh, it, yeah. just watch the trailers. They're great. The voice actor they got for that is surprisingly, it surprisingly fits. It's very good. You think it fits? I think I so. I was freaked out. I think, I think the English trailer is fine. I don't know. Is there an Italian voice actor for it? I haven't checked it out. There probably is. I just wonder. I, I think it fits. I thought it was pretty good. They have that little scene where he tries to use quick attack because the lore is oh, he yeah. can't. <laughs> He can't use attacks because he became because he taught himself to talk, just like Meowth, right? I think it's hilarious because he like tries to use it. Um, there's some like other screenshots of it where like they ask him to use Thunderbolt or something like that, and he's just like, "I can't do that." <laughs> uh, but yeah, some of those adorable. I, I definitely think you should watch it if you don't, uh, if you if you're not going to do anything with it other than uh, just know it exists. 
the speaking of trailers though the new next season of the anime the dub of the anime was also released earlier this week and it's called i believe uh pokemon ultra or, sun and moon ultra adventures yeah that's it sun and moon ultra adventures because I, I mean i already keep up with the japanese anime and so they're they're obviously in this season but yeah ash goes around and they're essentially power rangers and they go around and stop ultra beasts um that that's the plot of this also i think they get all the legendary stuff in there as well so that's that's really exciting actually uh, i really like the direction they're going with the anime in terms of hey we're gonna actually make the anime feature legendaries and plot now and just not just the movies which we're doing it really poorly in any way uh, and then we also have the movies now which are just completely like off the wall you don't know what's going to happen at all I, i'm incredibly intrigued for that 21st movie we talked about that last week though because it was a dead news week uh, we also have pokemon regionals in north carolina happening this weekend uh, so if you play trading card game and video game and you want to watch that i'm sure that'll be streamed somewhere i don't know if it if it's uh if it's been officially announced or not i think it's being streamed yeah, I would assume it would be. They, they're they doing a really good job of getting these all streamed. It's just not Pokemon doing it all the time, which I find odd. Um, it's always some other, like, company trying to stream it. Well, regionals and states have always been independent contractors running mm-hmm. them. And so basically Pokemon just licenses them the rights to do the stuff, plus throws in, like, the prize support or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it is up to the individual uh, event runners to decide whether they want to have a stream or not, or to hire the stream or to bring people in. It's totally independent. Just like with Dallas bringing in the uh, Pokemon illustrator for the cards. Mm-hmm. Like that was an independent move. They didn't actually have to go through Pokemon to do that. So we'll see. Pokemon picks and chooses that like who they want to stream though, based on like certain things. So like they did the Memphis regional this year was an official Pokemon stream, but I also think that was them testing the waters for worlds. Mm-hmm. So, like, they wanted to see logistics of getting a team there and that kind of thing. But they're already streaming four internationals, and they usually find time to stream, like, two or three regionals. So Yeah, that's true. But I, I'm pretty sure Pokemon is not officially running this stream. That's for sure. No, I don't I don't think they're running North Carolina. North Carolina is usually streamed, though, from my recollection. So I wouldn't expect it to not be streamed. So definitely check it out if you want to watch some Pokemans. If you want to watch some Pokemans. It's this weekend, the 17th and 18th of March. Oh, man, St. Paddy's Day, man. Should have done it on Saint. Mm-hmm. Should have done it on Saint Patty's Day. All right. Uh, second, and probably the last piece that I want to talk about in the news right now, uh, just because it, this isn't a directly Pokemon, but I think it affects Pokemon in several ways. Uh, one is a new Smash Brothers was announced in the Nintendo Direct this week, uh, which is pretty exciting, pretty hyped for the Switch. Uh, it's that's probably its big game for 2018, and is a great way for the Switch to keep up its momentum. And uh, it, for me, I think this locks down that we're going to get Pokemon on the Switch in 2019. Just because yeah. what, they're not going to release Pokemon and uh, Smash Brothers back to back. No, they don't need to. They've done it. I think the last time they did it was with the Smash Brothers for the Wii U and Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. Yeah, they came out the same day. Yeah, that was pretty rough. And <laughs> that was pretty rough. But I don't think they'll ever do that again just because they don't need to. Um, the one thing I could see, and I'm just throwing this out there and everybody can hate on me as much as they want. But I think we could definitely see a Diamond and Pearl remake this year. Um, I think that's still plausible because apparently they're supporting the 3DS into 2019. That was also discussed during the Direct. It's, as much as like I don't think it's necessary. At this point, I really don't know anymore. <laughs> I, I don't think it's necessary. I'm not saying it's not possible. It yeah. is, it'll definitely sell well because those games at this point are, uh, I think it came out in 2006 in Japan, so 12 years old. These these games are already older than than uh, Red and Blue were when Leaf Green and Fire Red came out, for reference. Mm-hmm. 
So, I mean, yeah. on top of that, I think Platinum costs, like, more than buying actual... There was a post on the Pokemon re- subreddit. Uh, they were on the Amazon store in Germany. And, oh, yeah, I and saw that. And Platinum version of the game costs more than buying actual Platinum on Amazon. Exactly, oh, no. for the same weight as the cartridge. <laughs> yeah, for the exact same weight as the cartridge. You could. Uh, it's cheaper to buy actual Platinum, the metal, which is uh, somewhat impressive. <laughs> I noticed that the other day. I was in a GameStop and I was looking at the 3DS games, and there's no other display advertising in the used game case except for Pokemon. They have yeah. its own little like Pokemon section walled off. Yeah, I no, mean, the the Pokemon stuff is like nuts right now. I love what GameStop's doing with Pokemon, by the way, uh, because they somehow got licensed to be Pokemon centers, and they actually have like the Pokemon Center merchandise in there. Granted, it's all the stuff from like months ago on the Pokemon Pokemon Center dot com website, but I I like that there's going to be brick and mortar stores for this and honestly this is probably the way that GameStop's going to go once everything goes digital mm-hmm. uh, that's just my opinion though. It's yeah probably... they've already got a ton of plushes and all kinds of other cool stuff and mm-hmm. their TCG exp- stuff is expanding every time I walk in there yeah they, oh, they're yeah. just doing fantastic with that like uh, Nintendo just needs to buy GameStop and make all of them little Pokemon centers and I'd be perfectly happy I'd be content with that <laughs> mm-hmm. I'd be content with that they're just power to the players. Yep. <laughs> there is actually another piece of news. Oh yes, I've. Oh my gosh, I even wrote it down on my version. Uh, but yeah, go ahead, Whimsicott. If you have Pokemon Bank, log in, and you're gonna get hidden ability Primarina, hidden ability Decidueye, and hidden ability Incineroar. And the last one is the one you want if you're a VGC player. <laughs> yeah, you just want you want Incineroar. You don't care about the rest of them. Intimidate uh, Incineroar. Wow. Or if you don't have Pokemon Bank, if you download Pokemon and you get Pokemon Bank, you'll still be able to get it too. Like, it's not just if you had it. Yeah, it's up until November. Till the end of October. But October. Yes. Never mind. Yeah, uh, it's always it's always October and November. They they do these every year. You always get some kind of reward for recent, re-upping your Pokemon Bank subscription. Uh, this mm-hmm. year, it's uh, those hidden ability starters. I think last year we got the hit, or two years ago, we got the hidden abilities for Gen 5 starters. Uh, for Johto starters, actually, I think. Oh, Johto starters. Yeah, yeah we got Johto starters. Jodo. We got Johto starters this way. I think we got, we definitely got um, Gen 5 starters this way. Yes, but that was, wasn't that in Gen 6? I don't remember. It's all blurring it together. Either. It's that all was blurring like one together. of the first ones we got was the Johto ones with hidden abilities. Yeah, and then I, I do remember we also got the Reggies this way before as well. And and yeah. I believe a Celebi even before then. So Celebi, Celebi was, was the, the first very one. first yeah. one. Yeah, it's crazy to think that it's been five years of Pokemon Bank now. Uh, it's crazy to think we were it doesn't even seem that long ago when we were complaining about not having pokemon bank yeah it's gonna happen all over again (laughs) in like a year and a half i guarantee it because we're gonna get we're gonna get pokemon on the switch and we're gonna be like i can't wait for pokemon bank to work with this and they're gonna be like well there's gonna be like a five month waiting period anyway and we're all gonna be a little bit sad well there's always a waiting period they did the same thing when they went to gen 7 there was still like a three month waiting period we had to wait for pokemon bank compatibility I mean, as long as they tell you before, it's okay. Yeah, as long as they give me, like, an ETA, right? They did do that the first time, granted, but they did it on the worst possible day they po- they could have. They they yeah. planned to launch it on Christmas, the day where the servers were going to be lagged the most. Insane. And, and it was also a poorly written piece of code at the time as well. Pokemon Bank actually logged you into your Nintendo account, like, three times. Mm-hmm. And so it put three times the stress on the server than it should have been. So that was part of all of the Nintendo network failures. And they were doing rolling blackouts the entire time for like a week and a half after that. I remember that. Uh, it wasn't just Nintendo that year either. It was uh, Microsoft and Sony were having the same issues. So that should be that should be noted. Piece of gaming history. Boom. Right there for you. 
<laughs> yeah, it's a bit like the time the last episode of Yuri on Ice came out and we literally broke Tumblr. <laughs> so that is going to be it for the news this week, guys. But we're going to kick it on over to the uh, the Pokey Quiz segment where we're going to quiz your co-hosts on their innate Pokemon knowledge. <laughs> And welcome to Poke Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz your co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. These two will be operating as a team, trying to answer the questions together. They will get one point for every correct answer. One of the questions will include a bonus point, and they are allowed one hint to answer all of the questions. They are in a race against the other co-host to see who can get 30 points first, though I believe Sublime is far and ahead of everybody else that is not named Sublime. Uh, <laughs> Can we compete to remove five points from Sublime? Like, can we just like, can we start deciding at the end of episodes if we want to just negatively dock people? Gator, Maybe Gator, next time. How much? How much do you not value your own life? I'm just saying, like, if we can, we be like, all right, we want two points in our column and minus three points from this person's column. Okay, that's <laughs> that's interesting. I'll, I will consider this in the future. I will consider this in the future. Um, oh, maybe gosh. maybe in the next round of trivia, we'll do. You're allowed to. Uh, you're allowed to use your point value uh, section of your points, but you have to cut it in half to remove points from your opponents or something like that. Yes. Uh, that way, no. they can at least get positive. No. I feel like that would be hilarious. Um, so. We're going to go ahead and ask these questions. Of course, as always, these questions are brought to you from the community. Uh, so the first one is actually going to be from Hens, and he wants to know about Heart Gold and Soul Silver. If you guys are ready, oh gosh, I suppose. So in Heart Gold and Soul Silver, there are four roaming legendaries total between the two games that you can catch. Um, two of them are Entei and Raikou because you get the legendary dogs throughout that. But another one of them is a version exclusive, depending on which version of the game you have. What are these other two legendaries that roam in Heart Gold and Soul Silver? Aren't they Latios and Latias? I don't know. I didn't play Heart Gold and Soul Silver. I didn't quite finish it all the way, but I, I, I think they might have been Latios and Latias. Or is it Lugia, Ho Oh? What about those? Are they? Uh, no, Lugia and Ho are not roaming in Heart Gold and Soul Silver. Oh, I don't know. I I, th- I I have a feeling it's Latios and Latias. Is that is that your final answer? Yeah, it depends on like you go out of your mother's house and she asks you and someone asks you like which color was the Pokemon that you saw flying overhead and that no 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 that's not it. But I think it's Latios and Latias anyway. I defer to you. Okay. That is correct. Latios and Latias are the mm-hmm. other two. Um, so actually, the, the Entei and Raikou will actually roam only in Johto, and the Latias slash Latios, depending on which version of the game you have, will actually go ahead and roam in Kanto. Um, mm-hmm. it, it depends on version. The one you're thinking about is which color is actually Emerald version. Emerald oh, version is right. when that happened. Um, you can also get the other Latty in that game if you got an event called the Enigma Stone. Which you actually like go through this small little story with Stephen Stone, and it's kind of like the uh, the quest you get the Eon ticket. Uh, the Eon ticket. It, I think it's more applicable to the one that you get in Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire than the original one. So mm. that just uh, just for you to know, there you go. The more you know. All right. So this next question is actually going to come to us from uh, I'm pulling it up right now. Black Cobra, and he wants to know what does the ability flower gift do 
flower gift prevents your grass type allies from getting status conditions, I think. No, because that's the Cherim ability. So I think that's the one that that's okay. not the one that changes the thing. Isn't that the one that does the attack and special defense boosts and its allies? Like, oh, you're right. That is Flower Gift. Flower Gift boosts your allies. Yeah, it's attack, attack and, attack and special. Yeah, attack and special defense. Because I remember talking about this and saying, "Oh, that would go well with Charizard Y because it's like in Sun, but." Charizard Y would actually want defense and special attack, and it was the opposite. You are absolutely right, Gator. But it's, it also changes Cherim too, doesn't it? Like it. Yes, it it changes Cherim's form in Sun. All right, that's our answer. That is correct. I don't think it actually uh, does the Cherim form. I don't think that's Flower Gift. I think that's nothing else. Um, I might be wrong though. Uh, but it does raise the the attack and special defense of your of yourself and your allies in Sun. There you go. That's two points for you guys today. Keep moving on. Uh, we'll move the chains. Nice. Thank you for correcting me, Gator. I was yeah, confused. I, I was trying to think about it. Like, All right. So question number five, three. Oh, my gosh. Three. I, I read another thing, and it made me think of the number five. So question number three is from Bigby. And Bigby would like to know, according to its Pokedex entry, Spiritomb is bound to a fissure in an odd keystone as punishment for its misdeeds from 500 years ago. And it is made up of this many spirits. 108. Is okay. that your final answer? Yes. <laughs> that is correct. Uh, it is 108 uh, because they just decided to shove this Pokemon with full of 108 facts. I believe in um, Ruby and Sapphire, it is actually found on Route one, uh, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. It's found on Route 108. Oh, cute detail. Yeah, it is also National or uh, Synodex number 108. And cute. it is also 108 kilograms. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole thing with a Buddhist story. Is uh, that like a lucky number in Japan? Maybe. No, it's it's a it's it's from a Buddhist or Shintoist story it's a, it's a about one hundred and eight and eight souls. I remember because Cron and I spent a long time talking about this because he wrote a thing about it once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a thing. Uh, I think it's a New Year's tradition where they ring a bell one hundred and eight times or something like that. Something like that. It's on the it's on the Wikipedia or the Bulbapedia page for Spiritomb. All right, so this next question is from Linian, and this one has a bonus point attached to it. Uh, it's a bonus point because I need two of the answers for the whole thing. However, there are nine possible answers, so oh, you no. should be able to hit two of them. Uh, Holy cow. You should be able to hit two of them. So we have. he wants to know, he says, multiple Pokemon evolutionary lines have signature moves, or moves that only they can learn via level up. So this might be a move that another po- that uh, other Pokemon can learn, but this is the only Pokemon that can learn it by level up. It's the only one that's naturally in their move pool. Mm-hmm. Which Pokemon evolutionary lines have signature moves that do not share a type with any of their forms or stages? So these are moves that are their signature moves, but do not match that Pokemon's type. Wow. So like Skullbash with Squirtle, maybe? Something like that, yes. An example of one where the type does match would be Fly with Salamence, because it's one of the only Pokemon. It's the only Pokemon, if I if I recall correctly, that learns Fly by level up, but other Pokemon can get it. So that's a good example. I see. This is a very tough question. Okay, let's try. I'll give you guys a little extra time for this one, but I think okay, Skullbash is a good one to go with because I'm pretty sure. So Skull- Squirrel, okay. Yes. Because that's a what? That's a um, a physical. But nobody, nobody else learns it by level up. I think that's like there. I think according to the parameters of the question, I think that's what one that fits. 
So are you saying that like Rumpardos and Tyrantrum do not learn this by level up? I don't think so. Okay. I trust you because I'm not an expert on Squirrel. I can throw some free hints your way, but I don't want to. Uh, I mean, oh, great. See, do you, tell you what, Gator. We can talk for like another 40 seconds, and then we can decide if we want the hint and try to go for six points instead of seven, which would actually be five because we might not get either of these without the hint. True, true. I'm thinking like Gen 7 gave a ton of Pokemon like signature moves, but they, the most of them are like, type coherent with the pokemon true okay let's let's think about pokemon that should have like pokemon that people get confused about their types all the time and that might have signature moves that are not their type like i said the only one i could think of right off the bat was uh squirtle i'm gonna need some answers or the hint just just lock in the hint do you (laughs) wanna do you wanna get the hint gator i i personally i'm in favor of it we can't well if we get the hint do we use it for the bonus point is that what that is i mean it could be both (laughs) if squirtle's wrong we're just getting zero points and Uh, the hint is gone anyway i guess yeah this is gonna be like a sudoku puzzle of information two of these pokemon are generation one pokemon two of these pokemon are generation two pokemon one of these pokemon is a generation three pokemon and one two three four of these pokemon are generation seven Pokemon. Two of that two of these moves are actually HMs. Um that they that are quote unquote signature moves of these lines. Uh I I can kinda hand you one Shamu <laughs> is very fond of one of these. I can tell you uh I can tell you that Whimsicott is also <laughs> fond of one of these. So uh I think that's where we'll end it right okay. there. Okay. Uh, uh and then only only how many of them? Only one, two, three, four only four of them of the nine are actually like full on evolutionary lines. The rest of them are just single stage. Dang it. Uh, I still Somehow that got me even more confused. Yeah, this is a this is a very dense question. I'm sorry. Um, So four of them are Gen seven. We should go for those because there's not that many Pokemon in Gen seven. I mean it's not seventy or eighty. It's not Ribbon B because Paul and Puff is a bug type move. It's not uh, the Tapus, because Nature's Madness is a fairy-type move. Right, right. Two of these moves are HMs. So, is Flash... But, does somebody learn Flash on level up? Does Pikachu learn Flash on level up? No, there's one Pokemon that does, but I cannot remember which one it is. It was a great... Ooh, ooh, ooh. It was... Was it some bug-type? Was it? I know somebody learns like, Flash. Is it like Illumisor Volbeat, or... Or something like that. Gosh, this is so hard. I looked. I looked up signature <laughs> moves today because I was um, curious. I, yeah, Volby it... and Morlul both learn Flash. Pretty sure. Okay, so, so uh, but do we want to? Let's see. Um, dancing, dancing, and paper cuts. That's all. That's, I'm just gonna leave it there. Oh wait, that's right. Revelation Dance is technically typeless, so one is already for you. Well, Cartana learns. Uh, a flying type move by level up that no one else does, I think. Okay. I only need the Pokemon. Fine. You get, essentially fine. gave them to us, or Orion Cartana. And Squirtle. And Squirtle. I'll take, I'm going to take Cartana and Oricorio, and those are <laughs> correct on both accounts. Um, 
Uh, the answers are actually uh, Machamp. It learns strength. Now, Squirtle's a good guess, but unfortunately, other Pokemon gain oh, access to Skullash later on in life. Um, so Squirtle was a good guess, but, uh, Sharpedo gets Skullbash, Bombardicle gets Skullbash, Avalo gets Skullbash, Tapu Bulu gets Skullbash, and Celesteela. What? Um, but, mm. uh, So I was completely wrong about which yeah. Pokemon, but I was right about the yeah. concept. Yeah, uh, so Machamp, yeah, I wasn't getting uh, it, I Machamp guess. gets Strength. <laughs> it learns Strength via level up. Uh, the Execute line gets Barrage. Um, mm-hmm. Which is a move only which they get. Which is normal. Which is a right. normal type move, yeah. Uh, the Smoochum line is the only one that learns Lovely Kiss by level up. Um, Delibird with Present. That's uh, right. Hariyama with Smelling Salt. Smelling Salts, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oracoria with Revelation Dance, which you got. Uh, Delmise with Anchor Shot, which is a Steel type. Which move. is a Steel type uh, move. And then Pukumuku with Purify, um, which I believe is a yeah. normal type move. And then Kartana, yes. uh, not with the Flying type move, but with the move Cut. It learns Cut. Uh, <laughs> oh, right. Well, level up. And it's the only Pokemon not, that does so. Now that you mention all of the others, I, like, yeah, I they're all like blatantly really obvious, right? Bad about, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And so, <laughs> in hindsight, yeah, no, it's one of those are. questions where you're not going to think about it. You don't think about Pokemon on the list like that, but that's fine. You guys got uh, five points for the day so far. So let's go, mm-hmm. let's go for six. This next question, as always, is a base stat question. And I want to know about base defense today, guys. And I want to know what flying type Pokemon has the highest base defense. Celestela. Does that sound right? Celestela fly. Yes, it's still flying. Uh, what about Skarmory? Ooh, that might be higher. Because it's yeah. still flying. Yeah, I think it it might be higher. Because I've used that one for a while a lot. I feel more comfortable with Skarmory, but if you think it's Celestela, I'm not. No, quite I sure think what. I think Celestela is. A bit more balanced, like it has very high special defense and very high defense. While um, Skarmory is all defense, so I think you're right. I'm pretty sure Skarmory is like a base 140, 150, somewhere in there. Uh, I just remember it's really high. Um, let's like we have a few seconds. Let's think. Let's think about something else. But uh, like I'm 90% sure it's one of those two. Rayquaza is not part flying. Yes, it is. It is. Ooh, I think Starmory's still higher because that base one. Yeah, said... it's it's like a really high defense stat on Starmory. So I think I think you might be right. And in fact, if I remember correctly, Celesteela's special defense is a tiny bit higher than its defense. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would go with Skarmory. Okay. All right, that's that what we're going with. Correct. That's yep. The answer is Skarmory. Uh, the answer is Skarmory. So that gives you guys six points today. Like that's uh, that's that's knocking it out of the park right there. Um, yep. You, you guys will you guys will win in no time, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> if uh, if uh, Sublime just isn't on the show anymore, um, we just, we just to, keep setting up a series of events where it's 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 unfortunate. Whoops, mis- <laughs> oh man, Sublime, you can't be on the show this time. Oh man. All right. So <laughs> let me let me go ahead and open up. Oop, that's the wrong one. Um. I opened up the wrong file. I should have opened this up beforehand. I usually do. I don't know what happened today. All okay. right. Celesteela so, is base 103 in case anybody was wondering. Yeah, I Celest- actually, up. fun fact about every Ultra Beast. I said this before on the show, but... All prime numbers. They're all prime numbers for their base stats, except for Naganadel. Yeah. He uh, ruined it. Yeah, Naganadel ruined it. So we are going to go ahead and... It's because they wanted to give them all like a base like five something total base stat total. And mm. Nick Donadale just ruined everything. But this, the uh, the standings have changed. 
Uh, Sublime is still in first place with 23 points. Scrawn is in second place with 18 points. Whimsicott, you have now jumped to third place with 11 points. Mm, Jushiro is in fourth place with eight points. Um, I believe Scrawn and Sublime actually get plus one, but I haven't gotten there yet. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Jushiro is in fourth place with eight points. Maximus and Gator are tied for fifth with seven points. Bosephus, Basket, Dr. Shambu, and Snag are all all tied for, uh, what is the seventh place now? And then Viger is bringing up the rear with five. So that is going to be it for this edition of the Pokles Poke Quiz. We'll be back next week where we'll quiz your host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. Until then, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back at you with the topic. Hey, Puckalonians, it's Sublime Manic. Can't get enough of your favorite flip-flopping podcast? Then check out our social media. You can find links to our Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, and YouTube all from our website, pucklepodcast.com. And you can join our Discord to hang out with your favorite hosts and other Pokalonians. Also, check us out at twitch.tv slash thepucklepodcast. And if you have an Amazon Prime account, consider subscribing to our Twitch channel. You can also check us out at YouTube at YouTube slash Puckle Podcast. And we also have a Patreon if you're able to give anything at patreon.com slash Puckle Podcast. And welcome to the topic. Our topic today is a Pokemon that we are just tired of seeing. Pokemon that are everywhere, whether it be in a particular game, in a particular setting. Just things that we, we're just tired of seeing. Um in particular, in Pokemon Media, uh, for I'll, I'll just kick it off. Uh, and, and just to begin with, this is an easy one. We're just gonna we're just gonna send a little bunt. Uh, this is uh, this is Charizard. Okay, <laughs> I'm just tired of Charizard. See, that's the one I would say that I am not tired of. I never get tired of Charizard. Well, you're you're wrong. <laughs> I am honestly not that tired of Charizard. Well, you guys are. I mean, all it's wrong. just. I think it's just, you know, despite being bright orange, I'm so used to it that it's just there. Okay, maybe. I think he's more representative of Pokemon than, like, a a lot of other Pokemon are, in my opinion. Like, you're, you're, yes, not, you're not, not wrong. You're not, not in wrong. an obnoxious way where if you get a thing that is Pokemon themed, it's by default only Pikachu. Mm, yeah, that's where yes. my biggest gripe is. If I'm going to point at one, I'm like really tired of Pikachu. So I would I would say they redeemed that in my eyes in this generation because they gave Raichu some love in Gen Seven yeah. when we got a Lolan Raichu. Like at least he got he got some love. You know, it's been it was actually up until up until recently, like it, at the end of Gen Six, there wasn't official there was no official Raichu plush. Oh uh, wow! And so like really? the amount of the amount of like love that Raichu got in terms of the marketing, was absolute garbage compared to Pikachu. I'll tell you I'll tell you what my thing with Pikachu is. I used to have this, I'm so tired of Pikachu, I can't stand it. But think until like a couple of years ago. And then I, I realized that I was essentially taking out the marketing on a Pokemon that is super cute. <laughs> and Pikachu is super cute, and Pichu is super cute, and Raichu is the best. I I would be down. And Alola with like... Raichu is delightful, and so I actually like Pikachu in the game now. But like, if I see another Pokemon themed anything, like we get a Pikachu 3DS, a Pikachu 3DS XL, a new 3DS XL with Pikachu, a new 2DS XL that is essentially Pikachu's face. 
Yeah. Give me something else. <laughs> Not to mention, he helped set the trend of having some sort of electric rat in every gen. Oh my like, gosh, right? All of them are useless, except for Seijun Park's Pachirisu, but that's besides the point. Somebody, like, people are making Toga Tomorrow work. Fun fact, they're making it work. The best thing to come out of Pikachu is Mimikyu. <laughs> oh yes. gosh, yes, yes. My favorite thing is now that with the, Japan has that army of marching Pikachu and they sneak one Mimikyu in. That's my new favorite thing. That's, I, I love, love that it. so much. To bring the show full circle, I actually, if you guys have watched any of the Detective Pikachu trailers, they've updated Detective Pikachu because it came out in Japan like two years ago. Um, this is the oh, complete yeah. story now. But now there's an arc with a Mimikyu in it and like the Detective Pikachu's talking to it. I, I yeah. honestly would play that game just to find out about that interaction. I found out another amazing thing about Pikachu and Mimikyu. You know Pikachu Valley in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon? Yeah. If you stay there long enough, up on the hill, you can see a Mimikyu among the Pikachu. Mm-hmm. It's, it's wonderful. I love it so much. But it's like such a meta call for them, too, to be like, this marketing is so tired that there's Pikachu costumes that this random Pokemon found to throw on. Like... If that's somebody's very meta and thinking yeah. about this the pokemon company <laughs> well they they started doing this thing where like they're just so aware of like all of their merchandising because the anime started out as just like a marketing strategy right and they're just like going off into like oh look pikachu with ash and we even get a glimpse of that in the in the scene uh for the ghost type trial in sun and moon because there is actually a picture of like pikachu on ash's shoulder in there and then you have the ash greninja and everything so everything's like starting to come together and it's, it's really mm. weird um, I don't know how to how to make it uh, do anything in my head, but then again, you try to like make sense of the Zelda timeline, and that doesn't work either. So Nintendo's just doing it for the sake of doing I it. I think it's very very simple, actually. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't you imagine that in the Pokemon game world, there must be a billion TV shows oh. about people with Pokemon? And so when you get someone's Greninja in the mail, it's actually probably your dad who lives very far away from you and he's essentially being Santa Claus, only being, instead of being Santa Claus, he's being Ash Ketchum and sending you Ash's Pokemon. That's that's really... Okay, so you've just remedied every issue I have with this. Like, every nope. issue. I still have tons of issues. You can have as many issues about... <laughs> well, these, we're talking about Pokemon issues, Gator. Uh, <laughs> That was that one fell flat. Uh, <laughs> I, it was a stun fist, guys. He just stun fist that whole thing. Um. <laughs> uh, all right. Oh, That's pretty good. That's pretty. Now I'm gonna laugh for ten minutes. The ruined. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Well, speaking of different media. I feel like the show has never made me hate Pokemon, but Pokemon Go has definitely made several Pokemon unbearable for me anymore. I'm basically done with anything that takes 50 candy to evolve, but then shows up everywhere. Um, <laughs> so Sentrits, Hoot Hoots, this goes for the 25 candy ones too, like Spinarak. Um, I am just tired of seeing these Pokemon. And Swablu is quickly going that way, but Swablu is redeemed by evolving into Altaria. And I like Altaria because I like Dragon types and I like Fairy types. And hopefully we get, like, Mega Evolutions or something one day so I can yeah. realize that dream. Um, oh, yeah. My problem with so, Pokemon Go recently has just been... So, like, I've been playing a lot recently, like, more than I typically have been, um, probably for, like, the past month or two. And what really gets me about it is just, like, 
the the rarity and how the rarity is definitely like it's either super common now or just not at all possible to ever see right like that's what gets me like we need some kind of middle ground like i should be able to one out of every like 15 days be able to see a chancy or something like a chancy you know something like here's my thing i should be able to see a storm the weather fix that a lot i feel like the weather i mean weather is supposed to fix that but when there are so many normal types even normal type boosting weather is useless for that but see, like in a boosted windy situation, I caught my first Bagon, and that was with my Go band, and I haven't seen a Bagon since. And you guys know how much I'm itching to have a Salamence. Oh no, but I it's not there, even a good Bagon. Like, but if really there bad. are ten Dragon types in the game, you're bound to find one in Dragon type weather. If there are a hundred and fifty normal types in the game, good luck with that. I think it just varies, though. Like, right? Like, I haven't... I've gotten two Beldum, and that was on the same day. So, like, it still helps. I still like that there's rare stuff, because it's something to get excited about. Like, I hadn't had a Giraffe Rig in my Pokedex until, Mm -hmm. like, a couple of weeks ago. And it popped up in the silhouette, and it was just like, oh, my God, I gotta go get this Giraffe Rig. So, like, rare stuff does have that effect, and I'm happy for that. Um, It's just that there's stuff that's so common, and you get so much fodder of it. Um... It's just annoying. And there's certain mm-hmm. Pokemon, too, that I don't get annoyed by. Like, I don't get annoyed by catching Rattatas and Pidgeys and stuff anymore. I think it's just because of how common they are. Or Murkrow. <laughs> Murkrow is such trash. That's a trash bird. I've got, like, 2,000 Murkrow candies, and it only evolves <laughs> once. And it doesn't even evolve until fourth gen. Like, I'm just mad at Murkrow. Just wait until the <laughs> end of the year. You'll get Honchkrow. It'll be fine. And we'll have the best Honchkrow, okay? We'll have the best I don't even Honchkrow. have 100%. That's, like, that's what I'm, <laughs> I'm mad about. Like, I don't even have perfect IVs ones. Although, I did just hatch a perfect IV Aeron the other day. Ooh. That was really super sweet. That's cool. Yeah, I'm hoping to do that for Bagon coming up because I really need that Salamence. That's, like, my goal right now. <laughs> That, that that crappy Bagon I got is my walking buddy. <laughs> I'm just saving candy. <laughs> man. Oh man. No, like Okay, I, first of all, Gator, you just you just wanna get Sublime to fly in from Texas and beat you up today. I don't know why. Second, <laughs> you mentioned before I forget, the show making you hate one Pokemon. You know how many years it took me to get over my hatred of Togepi. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, I just wanted to oh, mention. Oh, they that. shoved that down everybody's throat too. Oh man, I can I can see that. Though right now, I'd totally be down for a Togepi plush. It is adorable. Um, now I don't think I hate it. Maybe back I, yeah, I just think they don't know when to stop. That's Tom half is. the problem. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. To be fair, the, the marketing thing. worked when I was a kid because the entire time, like leading up to Gold and Silver, I was just like, "Oh man, what's that Pokemon? How do I get that Pokemon?" You know. Uh, so well, see, kudos to them. The thing for me is I start to resent a lot of the Pokemon because I feel like when they focus their marketing efforts on it, I don't have access to getting Pokemon that I want. Mm. Like everybody's got their favorites and it's really hard to find plushes of your favorites. You know what I mean? If your yeah. favorites aren't the main ones, then you just start to feel resentful. It's like, okay, until recently I couldn't find a Sableye plush or a Salamence plush. Mm-hmm. And you know, they're, they're getting really good about that now though. I, I have to admit, like if you go on PokemonCenter.com. You or you look at like the Japanese Pokemon Center like listings and stuff like that. They are really good about getting you the stuff that you need. Like if you want a certain plush, it exists somewhere. But if you're like mm, if you're like Luminion's my favorite, yeah, or okay. Practice is my favorite. Okay, so <laughs> only one of those is anybody's favorite. Uh, I don't think anybody goes Luminion is my favorite. 
<laughs> have I told you? Have I told you the long saga of me getting Pokemon plushies of Whimsicott in the most contorted and convoluted ways? Uh, you've told me in pieces. I have not heard the whole story. Okay, so I I own um let's say three and a half Whimsicott plushies because I have. The... What did you do, you horrible person? No, no, not <laughs> like that. that Whimsicott. <laughs> <laughs> Hear me out. There are exactly two official Pokemon plushies. One of them is a keychain. It's very tiny and it doesn't mm-hmm. look very good and I don't own it. And one of them is a Whimsicott Pokedoll plush that was only sold in Pokemon centers in Japan in 2011. That sounds That's right. That's it. So That's it. I would argue you, if you wait like two more months, you'll be able to get an official one because they just dropped a Cottony official plush um, on PokemonCenter.com. Yeah. Uh, which we should talk about because you probably want that, by the way. Um, uh, I know totally that get the ditto-looking one. The, I she, have that she one. Has that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the uh, that's the other official whimsicott, quote unquote whimsicott, plush that exists. Mm-hmm. And there's been a cottony plush, like an official cottony plush, out in Europe for years. I'm oh, just really? not that into cottony. Well, yeah. It's probably like a Tommy or a Tommy. Um, yeah, there's there's like a bad. different there's a different quality between the Tommy plushes. This is going into like uh, way off topic, but there there's definitely a difference between the Tommy plushes and the official Pokemon plushes. I okay, so, I I refuse to buy okay. the Tommy plushes. Stay off I, of Etsy, Whimsicott. Just if you value your wallet, uh, she's already been Etsy, there. <laughs> Etsy, where I spent over a hundred dollars on custom Whimsicott plushies, one regular, one shiny. Yes, good advice, Gator. Too late, though. <laughs> Somebody has a terrarium. They have a Whimsicott Japanese terrarium. I, I, I just, I'm not going on Etsy anymore for another two years. <laughs> can we? Can, okay. I, oh, go small, ahead. Go ahead. Small parentheses. Some Tomy plushies, like while the material is definitely less in quality the design sometimes is better like i still to this day hold that the most beautiful evolution plushies like the most accurate to the design of the pokemon are the ones from tomi i don't think that's true i don't think that's true because the pokemon center ones are really good right now you know what i hate those just like i hate the things that pop up in vgc and smoke on stuff <laughs> i think, let's get I think back. no no you're exactly right that's where i was gonna go eat the ev stuff like let's just let's just kill that burn it with fire um no there's just too much of it <laughs> no too much of it burn leafy on especially with fire um, said no. just for this i'm gonna try my hardest to destroy you in our uutc <laughs> good because i don't want to play anymore <laughs> i need to go write don't my throw pieces the game too hard show me <laughs> Show me some respect. <laughs> Absolutely. No, it's uh Yeah, no, it's uh it's definitely I think I think the EV love though is a little bit like overdone. Though granted, that works for a lot of people in terms of marketing, because especially like the Gen Waters, you, you get a lot of them and they're like, Oh, Eevee's my favorite. And it's easy for people to be like, Oh, well there's seven of or eight of eight evolutions to choose from in whatever color scheme I want. Uh and everybody loves seven of them, minus Glaceon. Um they're, they're... My brother's favorite evolution is Glacian. What? Well, your brother should like Vaporeon instead because it's the same thing, but better. Um, that's not how you pronounce Sylveon. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I mean, yeah, there's. 
I don't know. It's just I feel like it's over a ton. And like, if there's ever gonna be merchandise for Pokemon, it's definitely gonna be EV evolution stuff. So yeah. they're actually they're actually doing a lot of stuff with that here. Um, the the official like little toys, like the Tomy toys, are doing the. Uh, they've got uh, like they're doing like three packs of EV evolutions now. They haven't gotten to Glaceon or and Leafeon yet, though. They've done all the rest of them. Which I, mm-hmm. I can't I can't get over because it's just like oh I can get Umbreon, Espeon, and then Sylveon, but I can't get Leafeon and Glaceon. <laughs> I wonder why. Yeah, because you know my wife is like she likes those things, and so we've been I've been buying them for her, and so there's no Leafeon sure, or Glaceon for her. Mm-hmm. They they are yep. for her. They're not mine. I can tell you that much. Uh, <laughs> they will never be in my office. She won't allow it. Um, but yes, uh, so that is. Uh, that's another one. But yeah, like you were saying, Gator, the VGC stuff that's very popular. And I think I think we can just like all say one in particular being Lander Hysterian. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, is a Pokemon <laughs> that everybody is tired of seeing. Uh, oh, gosh. Like, so I don't know much. why they keep bringing it back. Like, what? what is so... So the, pro- the problem with Lando is they made it too good to begin with. Uh, especially for the VGC format. Because one, it gets Intimidate, which, why? If it didn't have Intimidate, I don't think you'd see it as often. Um, mm. Intimidate is incredibly useful, especially in the VGC format, but also in singles. Um, its typing is ground flying, which is only weak to ice types or ice type moves. Uh, granted, and almost, water and water. It's It's those are the only two. Uh, granted, uh, those like those are somewhat common type moves to use, but you're never going to get anything with stab. And Lando has the base stats because it's a legendary Pokemon to actually exactly. back up that typing. And it's so bulky. Yeah, you you look at something like Gliscor. Gliscor is not used. It has the exact same typing. Uh, one, it doesn't have Intimidate, and which helps which helps increase its bulk because you're down at attack stage already. And uh, two, um, it just doesn't have the bulk like Gliscor or like Lando does. Lando is just that, that's the reason it's there. It's, and Lando it's, also has a really high attack stat. Yeah, that doesn't help either, right? And his move pool is pretty decent as well. Uh, it's better than Gliscor's. And it was, it was already amazing. And then they gave it Defog. Defog, yep. Defog wasn't the Why? straw that broke the camel's back. I'll say that much. It, that wasn't necessary. Um, but like, I think, I think the thing that really put it over the edge, honestly, was the introduction of Z-moves. Uh, oh, gosh. It's flying... So, Supersonic flying types in general, supersonic sky strike in general is just honestly the biggest, uh, the biggest like piece of bull in all of Pokemon. Um, it made pincer. Well, flying type in general is just, it's really good in the meta that we're in because fairies are so prominent. Um, and so flying gets a nice neutral damage on pretty much everything. I think, except for like steel types and rock types, steel seeing a little bit more usage, um, especially with Magirna. But you're not seeing so much with, uh, in in terms of you know, um, like things that are going to resist flying uh, anymore. But Landorus doesn't care because it gets earthquake. Yeah, exactly. And so it's it's just ah ah Lando, go away. Gross. Lando is gross. I was really hoping that they'd get around it this year by opening it up to like Pokemon that can get like the stamp, but you can't get Lando with the stamp, you know, mm. um, with the clover. I should say clover. And so then maybe we'd get like a VGC, uh, a VGC without Lando, but unfortunately they were not that smart. Uh, they did get rid of Power Up Punch on Kangaskhan, but that's it. Do you know yeah, what but I like... want? Oh, go ahead. What do you know? What I want in Gen Eight? What do you want? Priority Ice type move. We have that. It's called Ice what? Shard. Ice Shard. Yeah, 
but it's physical. He has intimidate. I want a special <laughs> one. <laughs> uh, you you said you wanted the priority ice type move. I told you it existed, and now you're not happy with what I gave you. <laughs> oh, you're right. I'm being a baby. Yeah, I mean, it Why doesn't exist. Why don't we exist. just do what they did to Talonflame, right? They're like, oh, this is a really good Pokemon. Nerf it. Just nerf the heck so, out of it. So the problem is you can't nerf uh, Intimidate, which is like how they nerfed Talonflame. They nerfed Talonflame by killing Gale Wings, right? Um, if, you nerf, if you nerf Intimidate on Lando, that means you nerf Intimidate on the other like 30 Pokemon that use Intimidate effectively. And well, that's what makes them good. I didn't say we have good. to nerf the ability I mean, necessarily. Exactly. Just find a way just to nerf the Pokemon. Yeah, but do I mean, how would you do that? Gengar. Do Get what rid you of that's true. Gengar. That's what you'd have to do. Yeah. You'd have to do exactly what you do with Gengar. That would have to be the way you derp it. I agree with that. You'd or have... you do something like remove like Stone Edge or something. Just something tr- nasty. Just do something yeah. mean to it. It needs something mean to happen. <laughs> it's too good and it's everywhere, man. The, we we've talked a lot about this on Battlecast actually, but man, it like the the excuses they give on Smogon for leaving Lando in are just absurd to me. They're just like, well, we'd have to re-tier. we'd have to like restructure the tier and everything if we got rid of Lando. I'm like, yeah, that's the point. Yeah, that's um, exactly that's the definition of over centralizing. Yeah, that's the definition of over centralizing. Like, if that's the problem, like that's over centralizing. Then they've banned things for being over centralizing before. Uh, I can't see why Landorus would be any different, um, but they they won't because the people at Smogon really really like their Landos. Um, and it I don't makes, think we'll see that. It makes me want to go showdown and put hidden power ice on every one of my Pokemon. <laughs> Including, your <laughs> Including your Landorus. Including your Landorus. Which is actually a set on Smogon. It's a suggested set on <laughs> it Smogon. Just, it just makes me want to cry. If you're if you're told to counter yourself as a Pokemon in the Smogon you section, get you're probably over-centralizing. Just throwing it out there. But... But you know what? I'm not on Smogon. I'm not one of the. I'm not going to spend the time to try to get into the upper echelons of that either. Um, so uh, that 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 sounds like a good place to stop. Just just unlimited frustration. So uh, that's where we'll stop. We're going to take a commercial break here, guys, uh, and we'll be right back at you with the Pokemon of the episode. So we will catch you on the flip flop. And last time on Dedenes of Our Lives, Ivy Store was still trying to find out who the father of her child was. Ivy Store. She knew that it could be Charmeleon's son, but they'd also had an affair with Chansey. Charmeleon! Chansey! Chansey! And meanwhile, Meowstick and Buneary were seeing each other behind Gallade's back. Meowstick! Buneary! Gallade! Gallade! Join us for the fist-clenching Heart-wrenching season finale of Dedenes of Our Beautifies. Poke of the episode. And welcome back to our Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 768, Galissapod, the hardscale Pokemon. Its Pokemon Moon Pokedex entry states it battles skillfully with its six arms, but spends most of its time peacefully meditating in caves deep beneath the sea. Ooh. Yeah, that's Glissopod. Weird, right? Yeah, right. So Glissopod is actually not a terrible Pokemon all around. It is in the RU tier in uh, Smogon terms, in single battles, and that's because it's pretty one-dimensional. 
though he's got a base HP of 75, which isn't terrible. Base 125 attack, again, not terrible. Defense 140, not terrible again. That's that's actually pretty giant defense for a bug type. Um, outside mm-hmm. of Shuckle, that's pretty high. And then you've got uh, special attack of 60, which is garbage. Special defense of 90, which isn't terrible again. Uh, but that base speed of 40 because it's from Alola. And everything from Alola can't move fast, apparently. Except Coco and ex- Rainbow Beam. Yeah. Um, and Meteor. My, my internal... Uh, my internal, uh, what's it called? My internal logic for this, uh, my headcanon, is that it's because all of the Pokemon are on island time and they don't care about getting anywhere. I thought so, they were just completely stuffed with Malasada all the time. Oh, that's that, true. That's probably true. Hey, uh, he's got some pretty good resistances too. Fighting, ground, steel, water, mm-hmm. and ice. Those are no, really bug solid. Yeah, bug typing is a decent defensive type. And Yeah, especially when you pair it with water, but... So the, the big problem, problem is, with him is uh, so the problem is he's got a very shallow move pool. That's the first big problem. Um, you're you're typically always going to run the same four or five moves, and it's liquidation, first impression. Those are those are must. Um, you're going to run Leech Life. Thank God, Leech Life became good. And then yeah. you're going to run Aqua Jet or Spikes, depending on what you're trying to accomplish. And the problem again is it, which it, it's it's a curse but a blessing. It's both. Um, is his ability emergency exit because emergency exit at least gives him uh, access to allowing him to use first impression more than once because first impression for those of you uninitiated is a move. It's a bug type move. It's much like fake out in that you can only use it your first move and uh, at your first turn. And it has priority. It's base 90 though, bug type move. So it's pretty solid coupled without base 125 attack. However, emergency exit kicks him out when he is at half HP which is actually really easy for it to hit because, unfortunately, it takes a weakness from rocks. So you're going to get 25% from rocks on entry. And then yeah. all your opponent needs to do is another 25%. And then your Pokemon's not even in there. So- exactly. And the thing is, Glycopod has a lot of setup moves. And it would really like to use them and then leech life and stay mm-hmm. in and ruin your life. But it can't. What we really need is a Gen 8, like, Glycopod hidden ability. That's what we need. And unfortunately, I don't know if we're going to get one of those. Though it's a really cool design. I really like it design-wise. I think it's a fun Pokemon for that. And uh, so if you do want to run it competitively, um, probably the best choice to go is like Insect Plate, maybe Life Orb. Uh, probably not Life Orb due to Emergency Exit if you want to hang around. Um, choice Band is also another good option because you're not going to be hanging around that long anyway, right? Uh, you mm-hmm. can switch moves because you're going to get bumped out. Um, but run it adamant because if you run it jolly, I'm just going to smack you. Um, <laughs> there's no reason to do it. <laughs> Uh, but 168 HP just to give you some longevity, uh, 255 uh, attack and 88 speed because in the tier, I believe 88 speed allows you to, uh, what is it letting you out speed? I totally forgot. Um, I forget that speed. That, that's a speed tier though in RU and I forget what you're trying to outspeed with it. So, <laughs> um, probably some base 50 Pokemon. Yeah. Some base 50 out there that you're trying to outspeed. So, um, that, you can definitely get away with that. Oh, I think it's uh, maybe Chestnut. Maybe not. I'm not sure. Um, you do want to watch out, though, for the Stealth Rocks, like I said. So bring kind of, some kind of Spinner or Defogger with you. Um, you're going to want to definitely watch out for other defensive Pokemon, something like a Melodic. You don't want to fight that. That'd be really bad. Um, you can definitely also go ahead, though. You also want to watch out for Electric-types because Electric-types are going to hit you super effective, right? Um, he doesn't have very many mm-hmm. weaknesses, but that's one of them. And with their base 90 special defense, that's definitely not going to give you a lot of longevity against a good electric type. So no. that, I think I think Alvantula is in that tier too. So 
you want to uh, definitely not fight Galvantula. <laughs> nope. <laughs> you don't want to fight Galvantula, but the, it does have an awesome TCG card. And I'll let Gator talk about that because he's going to be able to give way more insight than I can. Yeah, so he's got a couple of them. He had a uh, Guardians Rising card come out mm-hmm. that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's um, the one with the armor, armor, no, not armor press. It's uh, uh, no, it's the one with the uh, armor ability where that, he takes yeah. 30 less damage from attacks. And then he's also got an attack that um, does more damage to Pokemon EXs and GXs. So it just being a basic regular uh, stage one by itself, being able to do that extra damage, you basically hit 150 on EXs and GXs. So that's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Galissapod GX card, this card sees a lot of play. Actually, um, the London Internationals was won by a Galissapod Zoroark deck. Mm-hmm. Um, and Galissapod still continues to be good. It's got a big fat 210 hit points, which makes it hard to knock out. Um, and it also has first impression as its TCG attack. And the first impression is it does 30 base damage. But if he became active that turn, it does 90 more damage. So you're hitting 120 for one energy, which is fantastic. Um, and it works and so well with Guzma. Yeah, it's 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 super good. Um, and then like it's armor press attack for a grass and double colorless does 100 and you take 20 less damage. And then it's got a really good GX attack where it hits for 150 and switches with your bench. But what's really cool about this card is since he has that first impression ability um, or not ability attack, um, you can send him out. He does 120 for one. He gets hit by your opponent. You acerola him up or you max mm-hmm. potion him. And you're good to go again. Like he's really, really versatile. Um, this this card got second at Worlds, right? Yeah, yeah. This this actually, yeah. You you're right. It came in. Um, it was also second place at Worlds. Mm-hmm. So Glissopod GX does work in the TCG side of things. Yeah, it's still doing it too. Surprisingly, like it's because the TCG's been rolling a lot recently. Like new stuff, new stuff, new stuff. But this one stuck around for a couple of sets. Yeah. Granted, Crimson Invasion, I don't think was great. In terms of like Pokemon that that, that it brought to the table, but um, you definitely, I mean, with uh, Ultra Prism, you I, you still see Galissapod doing really well. Yeah, it stuck around, and Burning Shadows was like the third set release, so yeah, it's it's still going strong. That was the set that was re- released right before Worlds, mm-hmm. and Galissapod still like a six or seven dollar card. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, honestly, if if the new set had come out like a couple of weeks later, Golisabod would have taken Wars because it took Gardevoir to take it out in the finals. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Gardevoir came out in the same set with it, so that was like if they'd have just Wait. put it in Guardians Rising yeah. instead of Yeah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's more like it. <laughs> they were Thank so you. close. <laughs> yeah. I was confused. No, that's yeah. all right. But but it's a really tight matchup between the two. Like it really mm-hmm. is. Yeah, no, that's um, it's pretty especially with that new Zorark GX, it pairs really well with that. Yeah, it pairs, it pairs well with that, as well as the Zoroark with the stand-in. Um, they, yeah. they both play the, really well. Lissapod's got a lot, of, and it also uh, ties in really well with Garbodor right now. Mm-hmm. A lot of people run Lissapod Garb decks, where basically you run Rainbow Energies, and you can you you put a lot of early pressure on your opponent with Lissapod GX and make them burn through items, and then it's time for Garbodor to come out and just eat their lunch, basically. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. a really good. It's a, it's a great, that is a great card by the, yeah. Glissopod, fantastic Pokemon, fantastic card, fantastic everything. It works really well. Um, I just dropped a pen. Um, that's fine. Uh, (laughs) 
So Plus, it's really cool too. Like if you look at the design, like it's based mm-hmm. off of a of, of animal, an actual real like animal called a giant isopod. Mm-hmm. And they look like like really big fleas, basically. Like they're really ugly lobster pill bug looking things. Um, and they combine that with a samurai and they're like, here you go. Get this weird water bug thing and combine it with a samurai. And that's basically Japan in a nutshell. Like- <laughs> no, isopods, isopods are among those creatures, much like the horseshoe crab that inspired Wimpud. Are among those animals that are like they just stopped evolving like millions of years yeah. ago, and they freak Wimsy got out a lot. <laughs> and well, so I, I think I've told this story before, but mm-hmm. I I hadn't seen Glissopod revealed yet because I hadn't looked at the, the last spoilers before Sun and Moon, and so when I faced Gusma for the first time, and that thing came out, I like I. I I feared for my own life. <laughs> <laughs> I was so freaked out. And the very first thing it did was first impression one of my Pokemon. I didn't even know what the move was because most of my team was grass type. And so, oh, of no. course, first impression, super effective, one hit KO. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to die here. <laughs> what is this? Yeah. <laughs> it uh, took me ages to connect that it was Wimpet's evolution. So, because it's also a Gen 7 Pokemon, thought was put into it shiny. And it actually has a pretty decent shiny. And shiny is actually really cool. Um, it, oh, it my like, God. It, it, like, accentuates yeah. a lot of its colorful features, and it, well, it looks really cool. I have oh, one. Oh. Lamp gave me one for a trade. I've been reading the Wikipedia entry about isopods, and this, like, jumped out at me. Oh, my God. Um, one giant isopod... No, listen, one giant isopod was filmed attacking a larger dogfish shark in a deep water trap by latching onto and eating the animal's face. What? See, I told you I didn't want to know. <laughs> isopods are awesome. They can go <laughs> no, to depths of 7,000 feet. Like, Wow, this is crazy. Um, <laughs> all right. Oh. I think I think on that note, we'll, we'll shift gears and we're going to keep... We're going to kick it on over to the mailbag. It's mail time. It's time for the mailbag. Send in your emails. The mail's here. Check your inbox. It's time for the mailbag. And welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag, as always, is brought to you by the energy drink Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. Hooves! Did you purposely go to the other side of the room again to do that? Uh, I have a trick on how to do that, and I'm not telling you how I'm doing it. I, she I'm... throws the microphone. <laughs> it's on like a bungee <laughs> no. cord or something, you know? She just throws it across the room and it swings back. It's like one of those uh, pendulums, you know, that the physics teacher showed you? So that <laughs> um, she just pushes it away. But either way... Uh, welcome no, to the I'm mailbag. Just, I'm just exploiting the bad acoustics of this specific <laughs> Welcome to the mailbag segment, the part of the show where we read your emails. You can send them in to pucklepodcast.gmail.com. There is typically a uh, question every week. This week's question was, uh, what are your favorite spinoff games and why? Um, so let's definitely get into it then. 
So it's Pokemon Shuffle. That's my uh, favorite spinoff. Is it uh, that you're you're alone? Probably. Well, actually, you're probably not. You're probably not. Pokemon Shuffle's keep... great. You guys should play it. I, I did play it for a little bit, um, and then you hit the paywall, and it's just like, yeah, I don't need to play. Yeah, you just... I casually play it. Like you I use to. my hearts, and then I come back later. Man, I wish I had that kind of self restraint. Um, I'm like, I, I, I'm the kind of person that will like, like I'm going to go into it, but so like if I had money, I would be, you know, one of those whales that people talk about, you know, (laughs) however, I don't have money. So I'm, I'm fiscally responsible. And so I go, and so like, I'll play the game like hardcore until I hit that paywall. And I'm like, well, this is no fun. I'm not going to give them $30 forever. And I just gave Pokemon Go twenty more dollars the other day, so let's I can't not really talk. Say let's it. not talk about Pokemon Go. Let's not talk about how much money <laughs> I spent there. And we'll just we'll just put that one aside. <laughs> but let's jump into these emails. Our first email this week is going to be from Birdkeeper Cobra. I'll take this one. Um, I I, I want to read up what he's got to say. Hey, Thatch Wimps of Cotton Gator. I'm here to talk about my favorite spinoff game, Pokemon Snap. To start, I'd like to say that I'm pretty sure it's like 80% nostalgia for the 90s. But I but I played that game for hours trying to snag a picture of every Pokemon. I'm pretty sure I had even had the Prima Strategy Guide. What I really like about the game is getting to see all the Pokemon in the wild just going about their business. That being said, I'm weirdly getting hyped for Detective Pikachu, even though I'm not a huge fan of talking Pokemon, especially Pikachu, looking at you, Movie 20. I am really looking forward to getting experience of po- uh, in the everyday Pokemon world. I'd love to see love it if more main series games in the future had side activities that didn't involve battling. I think Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon started it a bit with the Pukumuku mission and nursing the Vulpix back to health. But to be fair, my memory of older games is pretty fuzzy. That being said, what activities would you guys like to see in future main series games? Looking forward to this week's cast, Birdkeeper Cobra. So that's a good question. Mm. Now, yes. Birdkeeper Cobra, it's funny. You said that you've uh, spent hours trying to snag a picture of every Pokemon. I've got a picture of Snag dressed as a Pokemon. <laughs> uh, so that's just weird, you know, strange coincidence. I think you can actually beat that game in like four hours. I think you can actually get yeah. a picture of every Pokemon in about four hours if you're if you're good at that game. Um, if like you know where to look and everything, you can you can get one every four. I think you can get everything in four hours because there's only like 63 Pokemon in that game. It's not even a complete, you know, set. Uh, fun fact, but as he said, he wanted to know uh, if there were any, uh, what is it? I have to read it again. Oh my gosh. Activities. Uh, these activities we'd like to see in future games. I, I don't know. I think it goes back to what I was trying to say. Uh, Whimsicott is what I'm talking about. Um, in the, in like the, they're talking about making it a multiplayer experience. If they, if you want to the Pokemon game on the switch. And I think it'd be really fun. You know, you just break off the joy con and then me, me and Gator are sitting on the couch together and we're mantine surfing, you know? Uh, you just you just take more of those mini games and you keep putting them in there. I think that um, would be fun. Yeah, I want but... a mini game where you play Zelda. <laughs> I you, just... you walk into your bedroom, think... you wake up, and instead of going to get your first Pokemon, you sit down at your video game console and you just play that game. Yes. <laughs> I think, I think my brain is getting fried because honestly, the first and only thing that came to mind. Is I want a mini game where you milk a Miltank to get Moo milk. That and that if you want to, really... if you want to make it multiplayer, a Miltank has four. Fluff. This is this is a kids show. I don't know, like so. Is, like, so it's not family that, friendly here. I don't know what you're talking. I don't see why milking cows would be inappropriate or gross. So it's weird. So it's, it stares at you. 
No, what's even what's even worse is this is already a game. Um, oh no! If you play one two switch, there is a game about milking cows. There you go. Fun yeah, fact: but Milk Tank, the way it's set up, you're la- basically looking at its face as you're tucking on its udders. It's yeah. Really... Uh, if Luke Skywalker can do it, I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers. Um. Okay, but spoilers it's been Darth it's Vader's been three months father yep. um, <laughs> three months everyone who cares has seen it that's true i mean everyone who cares about spoilers about cows space cows yeah that's true that's true gator are there any activities you'd like to, you already said this didn't you or did you not <laughs> i want to just that would be so cool though right like you know how you end up back in your house after you beat yes. the elite four and you could just walk over your game console, and there's actually a game on your game console. It would be, like, they could be totally interesting do... if it was like a mini game, not like a full game. No, they could totally program like red or blue into that. Yeah. No, Ooh, uh, I think yeah. it would be similar to like, uh, what is it called? Um, it'd be similar to like Animal Crossing, the original one for the GameCube, where you get like okay. the NES consoles and you could play the NES games on it. That would be awesome. Yeah, I think that would be re- that would actually be really cool if you could put like red or blue on it. Um, and then like, the and Pokemon the just transfer like, from that to like real life. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a complete Easter egg. That would be so Where awesome. is our money, Pokemon company? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're just coming up with all these cherry ideas, you know? Uh, <laughs> all right. The next email is from uh, Lydian. Who, who wants to grab that one? I can take it if you want. Go do it. It's all you. Okay. Hello, Thatch, Whimsy, Go to Ann Gator. When it comes to Pokemon games, I tend to adore the spin-offs as much as or more than the actual main series games. My top Pokemon game list wouldn't have a mainline entry until at least number three, with maybe two in the top five. Wow. I still remember getting my copy of Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Explorers of Darkness. We ended up buying it at Costco, and I hadn't expected to get it. The only reason I got it was my sister found a collection of Shirley Temple DVDs and my parents felt bad about spending about $40 on her without making it at least a little even. I booted up the game and that was one of the defining games of my childhood. Really? I didn't know you could play the Shirley Temple DVD. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's actually a really, it's an exclusive game. You got to press the right buttons to get the tap dance right. That's Uh, so awesome. (laughs) Shirley Temple Revolution. Um, <laughs> the two things, and you have to sip a Shirley Temple when you played. Oh god! Um, the two things I remember best about that playthrough were the difficulty and the story. While I wasn't bad at games per se, it was the first game that was difficult at times that I forced my way through instead of giving up, and a large part of that was due to the story. I had to know how it ended, and boy, oh boy, did it end! Spoiler alert for a years old game. Do I want to read this? I guess I do. But Groval straight up runs a suicide mission, knowing that success means non-existence. I cried. It was the first game that really touched me and drew me into the narrative-focused games that I love to this day. Okay, side note. I, like, I don't know why I know this, but I heard somewhere that a newer game like retconned it and he survived. So it might have been good. it might have been mystery uh, sky or whatever it was. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Explorers of Sky is supposed to be good though. In a way, I have Mystery Dungeon to thank for Bioshock, Undertale, Special Ops The Line, and Persona. And I'm so glad. Keep exploring, Linian. P.S. 
I'm sending this pre-draft, but draft happened by the time this airs. Go sold like combis! from my Bronze Explorer's badge. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I think I, I think it's from Dungeon. Black and White too. Or oh, it's maybe it is Mr. Dungeon. Thing. You're right. You're right. I'm wrong. Uh, okay. Gator, you want to get this last one from Real EV? Sure. Um, hi, Thatch and the amazing people that support Thatch. Has anyone noticed that Scrawn looks like the Blue Ranger? Oh wait. Oh no. I'm sorry. Oh, that was God. editorializing. <laughs> 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 Never mind, Evie. The, he said something completely different. I just read that wrong. Um, just wanted to say my favorite spinoff game, other than the right answer, which is Pokemon Conquest. Um, I really missed the one of the uh, TCG on the Game Boy. We never saw it on the handheld in the U.S. again, uh, mainly because they started up PCCGO. So why have a handheld version? Um, I argue it would be easier on my back so I don't have to carry my card correction every time I go to a store and sit there and play a competitive game of Pokemon and trade. Uh, yes, I realize I can do this on the tablet and stuff like that, but just having it on my 3DS would be great. Well, catch you all on the art drop. P.S. If anyone wants specific Pokemon art, let me know and I'll try my best to find it. Really, V. So if you don't know what he's talking about, you're not on the Discord, and you should be, because for every Pokemon of the episode, or even just randomly sometimes, the real EV does an art dump that is amazing. Like, so many pieces of art, and there's so much good discussion, you're missing out if you're not there. <laughs> uh, also, that game you can buy on the 3DS right now. Um, unfortunately, we didn't get the sequel that came out in Japan, which is really depressing. There was a sequel. For yeah, that. but... The original iteration of the card game is trash. So, like, yes, no, yes, you're you're exactly it's correct. Fine, <laughs> uh, I'm I'm okay with it. The game is definitely speed uh, is definitely is definitely faster than it used to be, and I think it's in a but good place right now in terms of speed because it's not as fast as it was with Shaman. Um, but right. it's still it's still pretty it's still pretty good. Um, I think that it would be nice to see it on the uh, Switch if we can get it. Like, I would like I would to see PTCGO on something. Yeah. Yeah. I would like to see it on something. I wish I could at least put it on like my Android phone. You know, I you can you can just download the APK. Yeah, I have to download the APK. You're right. You're right. I should do that um, because I I really would love it to have it on my phone. I would prefer it on my phone than having it on my desktop or anything, right? Because then I could just like pop it open on the bus or something like that and play it wherever I want to play it. It's mm. like I found it drained the battery pretty heavy on my phone because I, I mean imagine it's pretty. That. But, like, if you have a, a newer, robust phone or, like, a Galaxy or something like that, you mm-hmm. should be fine. Um, and then the other thing, too, tablet's really perfectly accessible. I have it on my iPad, mm-hmm. and that's, like, that's the best way to play this game is on the iPad. Yeah. Uh, it, it yeah. Is, yeah. I mean, if you if you carry around a bag or a backpack, why not carry your tablet, you know? Exactly. Well, they, they, it's also a marketing strategy and part of PCGO, or uh, on, part, part of uh, the Pokemon company, because they want you to buy the cards. And if you're playing mm. on if you're playing online, you're not gonna be able to buy the cards. You're just trying to bu- get the cards online, and that that makes them sad. They want you to buy those booster packs, <laughs> and uh, they've got they've got a Canadian that's willing to buy all of the booster packs in the world. So, oh yeah, uh, actually on the game in Canada, due to the laws, they can buy stuff with real money on the game. Oh they man, they can buy gems and they used to be able to used to be able to do that in the U.S. and you can't do it anymore. Yep. So our Canadian friends to the north. Uh, can actually spend all the money they want wherever they want with the Pokemon games. <laughs> <laughs> like they needed more chances to do that. Like I can't yeah. really get mad at them, you know. Like when GameStop had their promotion in December, I dropped like three hundred dollars on cards. But that's because everything was like 
fifty percent of fifty percent. Yeah, I know. Like I remember that. Super ridiculous. I, I spent that. so much money, but I pulled so many things. Like I had, I ba- I basically went neutral. Like I tell everybody never to buy sealed product, but I basically like <laughs> it was a push. When like, is that? <laughs> when is that cheap? Like it's sometimes yeah. worth it. I mean, even then, like yeah. So that is going to be it for our show this week, guys. Uh, wait, so we need to re- award wait. the Green Tauros badge. Yeah, does Birdkeeper Cobra have it? Uh, no, I I actually can check this now because I am readily available on it on the Discord server. Uh, exactly. So no, Birdkeeper Cobra does not have it. I he made us like he made us come up with some amazing ideas, including Milky Mill tanks. <laughs> so I want to give it to him. You know what? I'm okay with that as well. Uh, so Gator, you don't get a vote. Um, um, and- that's fine. This is America. <laughs> I'll just take it by force. <laughs> <laughs> all right so bird keeper cobra you will get the green tauros badge roll on the discord server so you can be obnoxiously green all right and Hold so on. uh before you do your wrap up i wanted to give this is this is my secret uh i've been sitting by the tcg cast to help subvert this episode we have our <laughs> tcg tournament coming up everybody's mm-hmm. been asking about it for it everybody's been clamoring it this is the second round that we're doing after last year so the second annual TCG tournament, um, go ahead and head to the website um, or the last TCG cast episode for the link to go sign up and uh, get ready for the tournament. It starts April 1st, and that's not a joke. The, the link is on uh, the link is on the Discord as well, right? Yes. I, I might have heard that, and I wasn't paying attention. So um, I apologize if that's true. So, yeah, no, definitely. I agree. Go sign up for that. Um, that April 1st is good timing for that. And so, yeah, play TCG. Have fun. It's going to be a great time. That's what we did last time, too. Um, we, had a, we had a decent turnout last time. Yeah, we did. We yeah. had like 20-something people. Yeah. So uh, and it's it's Swiss rounds, so you get to play for the whole tournament. You're not, mm-hmm. you know, you don't lose and you're out. And we're offering uh, prizes for first and second. And there is a participation prize that's going to be randomly awarded just for showing up. So mm-hmm. if you show up and do your battles and play all the way through, even if you lose everything, you could still potentially win something great. Yep. So that is going to be it for the show then. Uh, on top of that, we have social media stuff you can check out. Go to PucklePodcast.com to find links to our Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit. Uh, we use all of those. And Tumblr, I guess, too. Um if you want to go ahead and support the show, well, you can check us out on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Podcast. You can use a Twitch Prime subscription there, uh, but you can also just check out Yoshiro right now. I'll be back eventually when I'm done writing my thesis. Um, I'll be back, I promise, one day uh, with viewer battles. And then after that, uh, we'll um, also, if you want to support the show more directly, you can do so in two ways. One, you can go to our Tee Public store. We have a bunch of awesome designs there. Ozzy keeps just putting up design after design, and it's fantastic. Um, you can have uh, Aussie poor, is fantastic. Yeah, you can put um, you can put poor grammar uh, Altaria Air on you. Um, that's a cool design, um, as well as a Toxic Pepsi shirt. That one's also fun. Uh, so you can check those out at T Public. Uh, anything you buy in our store is uh, very it helps us out. So definitely consider that. You can get like notebooks and stuff. It's really cool. Um, and then if you would like to go ahead and support the show more directly, you can do do so by going to our Patreon, patreoncom the or slash Puckle Podcast. Um, that's, there's a bunch of rewards there. I give out, uh, exclusive Puckle TCG cards, uh, to some of the, to a particular tier. So you can definitely check that out, um, on, uh, on Patreon. So that's going to be it though. So I am Trainer Thatch. I've been Gator. And I am the Flockers Wednesday. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time.
As always, we would like to thank our patrons for their continued support of the show. Without them, it would not be possible. So let's get to it. Thank you to Dark Flame, Ten Little Men, Duly Noted, Andrea, The Fluffiest Whimsicott, Locke, Dr. Shamu, Manga87, Snag, Jushiro, Bosephus, Alvarin, Seth Vilo, Minor Minetric, Claude Nine, Chris, John, R Sigma, Doc McStuffles, Jestern, The Golden Klefki, Uncle Oshawa, Trevor, TJ, Dexio, Ryuse, Shambles, Birdkeeper Cobra, Richard, Daniel, Treby, Greg, Alec, Mikey, Ozzy, Kenneth, The British Gent, Matt, Brian, Rotted Mushroom, Orange Avenger, Thomas, Jedi DJ, Antonio, Dennis the Mimic Maniac, Anime Gravy, Travis, Mark, Beaverla, Inferno, David and the real EV. So thanks to all of you guys. You can become a patron by going to patreon.com slash buckle podcast and have your name listed off at the end of the show as well as many other awesome rewards. And until next time, guys, I will catch you on the flip flop. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.